to see you. You too. <laughs> House pancakes. He's hilarious. Such a funny cat. Just the best. <laughs> You're still at Hadaker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going pretty great. Good to hear. So what brings you back New here? New job, first day. First day? At Blankman Harper. Whoa, top floor. That's... Well, good luck. I know, right? <laughs> it's great. You're still happy at Hadaker. Maybe not forever. No, not forever. But for now. It's okay for now. It's great for now. Yes. Yes, it is. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Mission Hills Los Angeles Sermons Podcast. My name is Ryan, and I am the pastor here at Mission Hills Christian Church. And uh, what you just listened to was uh, a little opening clip from uh, an episode of Black Mirror, the uh, the British TV show uh, that is kind of, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's kind of like a Twilight Zone, but it, it every episode is different, and it delves into how um, technology is influencing our lives and how uh, it might influence them in the future. So it's all these sort of um, uh, science fiction takes on how uh, we relate to technology. And what you just heard was uh, two people in, in an elevator and basically the society that is set up in this episode is one in which each person has to rate everybody else. Well, you don't have to, but you rate everybody else for everything. So every interaction you have. So uh, these two people are that are in an elevator, they're able to kind of recall via their technology uh, what's going on in each other's lives. And they're just looking through to have these talking points and they're rating their interaction at the end of it. So everybody is based on this system of rankings and reviews. And you want to be over a four star, but the higher your number is kind of like an Uber rating, um, the, uh, sort of more perks you get in society, the, the more you're sort of valued. And the main character in this episode, who's played by, uh, Ron Howard's daughter, oh, I'm blanking on her name right now, brilliant actress. And, um, she is, uh, obsessed with becoming, um, higher ranked in this, uh, society. So, um, but what you saw was to this interaction where neither person and everybody that lives in this episode, <clears throat> for the most part, really struggles with uh, listening and engaging. Obviously, there's no need to because that wouldn't um, further your status in this world. And I want to talk about this morning <clears throat> listening, how we are, um, we are not great listeners. And our text for uh, this Sunday was uh, Mark 9, 2 through 9, which is the transfiguration text. Yesterday was transfiguration. And uh, what you see in the Gospel of Mark, time and time again, um, Jesus starts kind of in, in Mark 4, where he's, um, he's telling stories um, to the disciples, different, different people. And he says, <laughs> he's saying, listen to this. Um, and then later he says, uh, whoever has ears to listen should pay attention. Uh, later uh, in chapter 4, he says, whoever has ears to hear, please listen. 24, he says, listen carefully. So the the Jesus in Mark wants people to listen. And that kind of sets the stage, I think, for 
um, for the Transfiguration text. And uh, the, the prior chapter um, to Mark 9 in, um, is Jesus talking to his disciples, and he's, he's saying um, the human one, uh, referring to himself, the human one is going to have to suffer many things and be rejected by the chief priests, the legal experts, and then be killed. And then and there's uh, Peter's infamous passage where Peter says, um, he takes a hold of Jesus and he scolds him and he corrects him and then Jesus calls him Satan and and you know the rest. But that sets the stage for, for Mark 9, 2. Uh, and I'll just read this text and uh, we'll see how that um, how our how our conversation from listening goes from there. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and brought them to the top of a very high mountain where they were alone. He was transformed in front of them. His clothes were amazingly bright, brighter than that if they had been bleached white. Elijah and Moses appeared while they were talking with Jesus and were talking with Jesus. Peter reacted to all this by saying, Jesus, um, Rabbi, it's good that we're here. Let us make shrines, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he did not know how to respond for three of them were terrified. How many, how many times do we, um, we don't know how to, uh, respond to a situation. So we just immediately start talking out of that, uh, fear of not knowing how to respond. Verse seven, then a cloud overshadowed them and a voice spoke from the cloud. This is my son whom I dearly love. Listen to him. Suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them not to tell anyone what they had seen until after the human one had risen from the dead. So this passage, uh, probably from what we know, wouldn't have been that surprising to to Mark's audience since um, the voice in the cloud um, says something similar to Jesus during Jesus' baptism. He's already confirmed um, to the audience probably that he's God's son. You know, the, the voice from the cloud in Jesus' baptism addresses just Jesus and says, this is my, you are my son who I, who, whom I dearly love. And then this text addresses the disciples. This is my son whom I dearly love. And then it adds this piece. So God only speaks twice in the gospel of Mark and says, you're my son whom I dearly love to Jesus, and then says this to the disciples, this is my son whom I dearly love, and then adds this piece, listen to him. Uh, the Transfiguration is kind of a, it's a it's a difficult text, and it's a difficult one for me, because uh, you have this moment where the disciples are up on this mountain, and and then Elijah and Moses are there, and uh, many people go in to talk about, you know, why why Elijah and Moses were there, and um, what does it mean when Jesus is transformed and he's white? But I think, um, for me, the interpretive key and what really challenges me is um, God's uh, command to the disciples here of simply listening to Jesus. We already know through uh, the first eight, nine chapters of Mark that the disciples have a really difficult time listening to Jesus. And then here God reiterates, listen to Jesus. And primarily what they're missing from Jesus is Jesus's message about having to go through suffering, having to go through the cross. Um, We just as humans, and I think the disciples are no different in this, um, we love the mountaintop moment. We love um, when everything in our life culminates and uh, all that we've worked for and the, the promotions and success, whether it be career or family or socially, 
in, you know, in some ways, uh, we do live in a society where we are after the likes of, um, or at least most of us, the likes of those on social media, uh, where we live in a ranking society where we really do um, grab a lot of our value from how other people view us, um, from how uh, people in our job um, our performance reviews, uh, whatever that might look like for what it means for us individually and collectively to attain a mountaintop moment. We just had the Super Bowl uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, or just a little over a week ago, and we're we're drawn and we're fascinated to people who have reached um, this culmination of everything they've worked for their entire lives to the mountaintop. I mean, you finally <laughs> we saw grown men. If you watch the end of the Super Bowl, they present the trophy and they they parade it out on the field, and you have grown men, you know, kissing this trophy. I mean, they're they're kissing just a a piece of silver, but it has to do with our culture and how much we value um, these moments where everything seemingly converges uh, in in a single moment of success. I mean, we are we are totally drawn to that. So you can see how Peter in the story would be so. Uh, he, he gravitates to wanting to erect a shrine for Jesus, Elijah, and Moses. You know, this is good that we're here. This is like amazing. Obviously, this is something uh, that no one had experienced. Uh, they didn't, you know, see Jesus uh, get baptized, so they didn't see that confirmation like the audience of uh, the Gospel of Mark would have. And so they, uh, you know, understandably kind of want to elevate this this moment of the mountaintop. But what the Transfiguration says to me is uh, that God is calling them to listen to what Jesus is saying. And what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying that uh, actually the way to glory is the way down the mountain. It's through suffering. It's through being with people. Uh, we see this over and over and over in Mark. Mark moves so fast in how um, Jesus' life goes through, and Jesus is constantly and consistently immersing himself in the lives of others. The New York Times Daily Podcast uh, had a really great episode this past week about the um, <coughs> uh, people in Puerto Rico that are uh, counselors for their suicide um, uh, prevention hotline. And since Hurricane Maria, there have been so – their calls have just gone through the roof at this hotline. These counselors are just working long hours taking all of these phone calls. And um, they, they had a great piece following uh, these counselors and just the work that they're doing. And, and what they found is that people are still having um, – they're having PTSD from the hurricane. Anytime that it rains or there's um, you know a, a storm, that uh, they, their calls go up. And these people are just so taxed um, taking, taking all these phone calls. And even as of last week, over a third of the Puerto Rican population still is without power. And I wonder if we are listening to God today. Are we listening to the concerns of others? Jesus says that the way of the kingdom is the way through suffering. Um, there's a great quote by uh, Richard Rohr in a, uh, a book that I'm reading right now called The Return of Adam. <laughs> and he, he says something similar. Um, it's a book on initiation. And he says, in, in the larger-than-life people that I've met, I've always found one common denominator. In some sense, they have all died before they died. At some point, they were led to the edge of their private resources, and in that breakdown, which surely felt like dying, it led them into larger life. That's it. They broke through in what felt like breaking down. Instead of avoiding a personal death or raging at it, they went through the death. 
a death of their old self, their small life, and they came out the other side knowing that death can no longer hurt them. You know, are, are we listening to the suffering around us? Uh, are we listening to, to Jesus uh, when Jesus says that the, the way of the kingdom is a movement through suffering? The mountaintop um, you know, takes us up to show us that the movement of the kingdom is actually downward. Um, Andrea and I right now are watching uh, the six-part series Waco <coughs> on Paramount Network, and we're also watching um, this show um, on Hulu called The Path. And both shows are obviously are about um, cults and cult leaders. And one thing that I, I noticed between both is that in in this uh, cult motif, there's always some sort of hidden knowledge. The leader has something. The leader has gone up to the mountain and experienced this uh, revelation that is always somewhat hidden from the people. And the people then are um, trapped in this um, – they're, they're trapped in this cult – by having to um, obey and kind of follow the guidance of whatever secret knowledge that that the cult leader has, but the transfiguration um, kind of follows the mountaintop motif of you know someone the leader going up on the mountain and receiving uh, revelation. But what's interesting is that God actually addresses the people on the mountaintop. God doesn't address uh, Jesus, but God addresses the disciples and says listen to Jesus. And Jesus takes the disciples down the mountain to be with people and ultimately takes uh, them down the mountain and enters a season um, of what will lead to uh, Jesus' death by the Roman Empire. Um, Jesus' way of being is a way of going down the mountain to the people, with the people, um, to share in love and to enact the kingdom that is not hidden, but very much exposed in the material reality of everyone that he loves. It calls everyone into the life and fullness that is um, that is here and now, and it's coming. And he calls the disciples um, to take part in that with him. And God calls the disciples to to listen to Jesus, to pay attention. Um, it is it is to experience this death before death that. Um, this breakdown that feels like dying but actually leads to a larger life. I hope everyone has a great week, a good Ash Wednesday. We are going to be here at Mission Hills on Wednesday at 7 if you're interested in joining us for Ash Wednesday. And we are also doing uh, Atheism for Lent starting next Monday, February 19th. We're going to meet at McLeod Brewery in uh, Los Angeles. So uh, all that information is on Facebook or on the website. And uh, if, you're, if you want to participate in Atheism for Lent, just send us an email at um, nhccmail at gmail.com and uh, we'll get you plugged in. All right. Hope everyone has a great week and I will see you soon. Bye.